Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Welcome to the cafe today. Hope you're doing great. It's a great day here to be in God's word, to study his word. I thank you so much for joining me. I'm so uh, just blessed to be here today. I hope you are too. Uh, We're going to dive right in here. We're on a series of the characteristics of God, a series focusing on the characteristics of God. Who is God? You know, a lot of people look at that very broadly as him being a deity. Some people may get a little more specific that he is the father uh, figure there in the Holy Trinity. Some of you may get a little more specific and say he is a spirit and desires to be worshiped in spirit and truth. And yet some people like us here at KJV Cafe and those that are listening, we get a little more specific and say, well, what's he like? You know, uh, early on when I was called to plan a church, some of the first messages that I preached were kind of on this topic. I remember one, I think I preached it. I know I've got notes on it. What is God's favorite color? That's a good one to research. And I'm not going to give it away, but it's pretty fascinating when you research things like uh, what his favorite color is or how big is his heaven and all of these things. There's a lot of great uh, wisdom that can come from just desiring to know God, to say, who are you, God? You're alive. And I guess when we do that, we put ourselves out there a little bit, don't we? Because we feel like, you know what, if we're going to desire to know him, we may not love the feedback that comes back. Amen. But that's part of the Christian walk is living for God, repenting before God. Amen. And living for him. And he is a wonderful father. He's a wonderful God. He's here today. He's alive. And the characteristic we're speaking of today is God being omnipresent or in all places at all times. Proverbs 15, verse 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. You know, Some people may read that and say, okay, moving on. But that's a very powerful verse of scripture that God, he is everywhere. He's seeing everything and he's seeing specifically the evil and the good. That's that's really, if you start really thinking about that, you say, wow, you know, people oftentimes, when do they get in trouble? When do they get into real deep sin? At night, right? In the dark. Like they're hiding from God. He sees it all, right? And maybe someone uh, is doing something for somebody today, a sacrificial type of thing that they can't ever, that person can never repay them for. And they're thinking, I don't know if God even knows or sees what I'm doing. He sees it, amen. He sees it. And so we see here, uh, in Proverbs 15, 3, a very great truth that God is omnipresent in all places at all times. And what we're looking at here today is the idea of why would someone try to hide from him? Jeremiah 23, 24, can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? Why hide from God? What can we keep hidden from an all-present God? We have to remember he created time. Isaiah 46, 10 tells us that God created time, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, 
My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. You know, as crazy as this world seems, and it seems to get crazier day by day, pandemics, war, rumors of war, shortages, uh, natural disasters, uh, famines, great materialism, falling away from church. There's all the signs here of the end times. And it is, I, I'm not a prophecy expert by any means, but it certainly seems like it is the very end of the end days. Amen. And uh, I'm looking for that trumpet sound. I'm listening for that trumpet sound. I'm looking uh, for the Lord to, to split the sky and come back any day. Amen. And I will be extremely happy about that, though I know until that time, it's my job to preach the gospel. And we see that he will do his pleasure. His will will be done. Amen. And that he sees all things. So how can we hide from a God that in the end will have everything done that he wants? In the end, his plan will come to fruition. How can we hide from that God that's so sovereign that he is in complete control? And by the way, in between when he started the world and now, okay, he sees everything. There's nothing that you can do. So here is this great mystery of life. You have free will to do what you want. And yet, no matter Everyone acting on their free will, God's will, his counsel will stand. He'll do all his pleasure. His, his will will be done. That's the mystery. It's incredible how God can work all things together to, for his will to be done. You know, I've got a Bible example of God's eyes, proving that God's eyes are on everyone at all times. Job 34, 21, the verse reads, for his eyes are upon the ways of man, and he seeth all his goings. Now, this is from Elihu. And if you remember, Job had three friends that were uh, not so friendly, and they were wrong. Okay, And then Job was saying, I've done nothing wrong, and I, I don't have sin. And Job was wrong. And Elihu rebukes the three friends, uh, rebukes Job, and starts talking about how mighty and strong God is. And then it's significant that, that uh, Elihu says this, for his eyes are upon the ways of man, and he seeth all, their, all his goings, because Elihu was the only one not rebuked by God when God starts speaking thereafter. And so we see, uh, I think, a truth that even God wouldn't dispute, that his eyes are upon the ways of all men, and he seeth all his goings. Uh, and then if you look at Job, uh, you can actually look at the beginning uh, of Job, the first chapter, to see that God is aware of what's happening on earth. Uh, Job 1, 6 through 12. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land? Wow. So here we see a lot about what's happening on heaven and earth. We see that... Um, 
God is aware of Job and people on earth and that Job was righteous above all the others and that Satan was aware of Job too, but that Satan said, hey, is he living for you for nothing? You've done this for him. Wow, it would be great to have God set a hedge about you, about your house, about all that you have on every side for God to bless your work of your hands and increase your substance. Amen. That's a prayer, prayer to pray. God's able. He's done it for Job. He can do it for you. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy faith. So he, uh, to thy face. So here is Satan uh, uh, doubting Job's faith and tempting God. Uh, and the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he hath is in thy power only upon himself, put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And so we see God is in full control over Satan, uh, that there's nothing Satan can do without God giving permission that God is sovereign and all powerful. And that God himself said, go ahead, take his stuff, but don't hurt him. Take his stuff, his family, everything, but don't hurt him. And so God gives the instructions. And so we see here that God is all knowing and that here in heaven, we're, we're given a viewpoint through the book of Job, which as I understand, it's the oldest book in the Bible of God and Satan communicating directly one to another and giving us kind of a back and forth of what they said, what they know. And there's so much that we can understand this. And again, I think if you want to be blessed like Job, uh, you have to go through the fire like Job, amen. And if you want to be blessed like Job, you have to live righteously. I think those are two lessons that we can take from the scripture beyond what we are looking at with God being all seeing. He's all knowing. He's all seeing. He sees everything. He knew where Job was at, how Job was living. He knew uh, Job was righteous above all else. If how would God know that Job was righteous above all others? If God didn't know all others, amen. He knows what goes on intimately. So what does this mean for us today? We are under God's sight. He is near and he sees all. Amen. We are under his sight. You know, the way that, that often this uh, comes to my mind, if you want to think about it in, in this light, is that God is like an unseen hand uh, in the lives of believers guiding us while not verbally speaking to us. Amen. Um, in the Old Testament there, the Israelites were out in the wilderness. They had the cloud by day. They had the fire by night. They had uh, the, the glory of God uh, coming up through the temple. There was all kinds of visual um, ideas of God, manifestations of God, if you will. Amen. Um, but in this New Testament time, beyond that, in the age of grace, we don't have all of these physical signs of God. In fact, uh, God looks at us and says, you don't need a sign. You just have faith and believe. And it's hard to believe, but we're blessed to believe. That makes you think of doubting Thomas there uh, when he sees Jesus after he had doubted that Jesus had been resurrected. And uh, Jesus had kind of told him, look, you can believe now, but how much more so uh, greater is the faith of those that have not seen and believed. And so we have to believe, but it's much easier to believe when we see God's hand at work and just little things. I mean, you could just see, you know, maybe there's a, a blip in your schedule. Something comes up you hadn't planned. And then maybe later on, you realize that the way that something came up that you didn't plan was actually a blessing for you. Amen. Uh, I went camping about a year ago with my family and we thought we were big stuff and we brought, packed up our tents and all of our equipment. And we were going to go up there uh, to this little campground right on the, the uh, Pigeon River in Gatlinburg, I believe it was. And it was a pouring rain and we had driven three, four hours. And what were we going to do? You know, what were we going to do? And, uh, they let us have a, a rent an RV that they had a camper that they had on site. And we spent that uh, little few days there in the camper instead of in the tent. 
And uh, I think the last day was pretty sunny. And I remember thanking God for the rain because that little blip in our schedule allowed us to have a much more comfortable, dry um, vacation time than if it had been pouring rain and we had been in a tent. Even after it had dried, that tent site would have been muddy and it would have been just really, really nasty. And I, I deal with allergies of all kinds. Maybe you can relate. And so it was just such a blessing. And again, it's just a little thing. But you look at that and you say, well, that's God's unseen hand. Amen. Uh, another one would be at the dentist many years ago. I had to go to the dentist because my wife made me. Imagine that. Amen. And uh, I, I don't like going to the dentist and I'm sitting in the chair and they got all the tools out. And this um, dental tech the lady there, I don't know if that's the correct uh, terminology for it, but uh, the assistant to the dentist, she was in there and her scrubs, she was talking to me and just randomly she started talking about church and, and just calmed me down. And it's just a little way to see God's unseen hand that God had sent somebody uh, that was a believer to help comfort me in my trial at the dentist. Amen. And uh, I know these are simple examples, but maybe in your life, you can look and see God's unseen hand. You can see uh, God's providence in your life, things that he's done. And, and then you can say, wait a minute, that's God. And you can give him that glory and you can brag on God. You can teach your kids about God in that light or your family or your parents or your relatives or your brothers and sisters in church uh, in Christ. Amen. Share these stories. Give them as testimonies. Give God the praise, understanding that he sees all. He knows all. He sees all. And he has this unseen hand and he is working things that we cannot imagine out for us, for our good, despite us oftentimes getting in the way of things. Romans 8.28 promises this, that, that all things work together for the good of those that are called according to his purpose. Those that love the Lord, amen. We should thank him for it. We should thank him for it. We should live for him wholly and fully, understanding that while we can't physically see him, he is omnipresent. He is all places at all times. I can't get into this because I don't have enough time, but think about what that means for God being present around your enemies, those that would wish to do you harm, those that would wish to uh, uh, hurt you or steal from you or something like this. And then he comes back and protects you from that. Give him praise today. Thank him for being omnipresent. He is an awesome God. A great characteristic of God is that he sees all. He is everywhere at all times. Thank you so much for joining me. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. Commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.